This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3784, for Thursday, the 2nd of February, 2023. Today's show is entitled, Two-Factor Authentication Without a Phone Number. It is part of the series Privacy and Security. It is hosted by Celeste and is about 18 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, diving into privacy-aware and offline methods to generate one-time passwords. Today's show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike license. Hello everyone and welcome to this new Hacker Public Radio uh, episode. Uh, Today's topic is uh, OTP or one-time password uh, algorithm to generate them and how they work. Uh, so first of all, remember that Hacker Public Radio is a crowdsourced podcast, so uh, it's made by people like you. And if you have something to share, make sure to record the podcast and upload it. It's really easy. Uh, go to the hackerpublicradio.org slash calendar.php and uh, book a slot. So back to the main topic, one-time passwords. Uh, They are one of the most common and easy to implement uh, two-factor authentication methods. Um, It asks, when you try to log into a website, you enter your uh, username and password, and then uh, the website asks you uh, some kind of possession factor, something you own and control, uh, something you own and control to check you are really uh, who you are claiming to be. Uh, One of the most basic examples is sending you an SMS with a code and you need to enter that code into the uh, web page to complete the login process. That works I mean, pretty well, um, unless you get scammed by uh, someone at the phone pretending to be the company, uh, asking you to tell them <laughs> the code. Uh, <laughs> but scamming aside, uh, it works pretty decently, and it's really easy to implement. You don't even you don't even need a, a complex algorithm uh, on the server. You just need a random number and send that number via SMS to the user. Um, The problem with that is that the user has to, is forced to give their phone number to the company managing the service. And you might not want to do that also uh, because we know that phone numbers are working like a, a global universal identifier of yourself because you rarely change your phone number so it's very valuable and if you have people's phone number and maybe uh, who they contact you can even reconstruct the social graph of a person so it's very valuable information Um, you might not want to give that to uh, external companies also because there are much cleaner and safer methods to achieve the same uh, level of security of the SMS-based one-time password. Uh, Other two alternatives exist. 
uh, one is uh, was used uh, uh, more or less 10 years ago by banks and now it, 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 got, it got almost replaced with the new one. Uh, the old one is, is named uh, HOTP, which stands for HMAC-based one-time password. HMAC is a form of... Uh, is a computation based on hashing functions that combines a message and a hashing function and a secret to produce a value. Uh, and it's needed to ensure that the message was not tampered with. So the code generated sent along, along with the message and the, the receiver redoes the exit computation and if they get the same result, the message is uh, legitimate. Um, in this context, it's used in, in order to produce some value and make the user recreate that computation and get the same value. So even without communicating, uh, the client can generate a valid code with the, which the server will uh, understand and uh, check it's correct. Uh, I, I guess it's confusing for now, but I will try to make some examples. Um, the HOTP works by combining two things, a secret and a counter. A secret is random number shared by the client and the server. So both of them know and store this secret. And the second thing is the counter. It's a simple counter that is incremented each time a code is generated. Uh, maybe you remember those little tokens with the LCD screen that some banks gave you uh, years ago with a single button. And each time you press the button, a new code is generated. That's a HMAC-based uh, one-time password generator. So the bank produces a secret and uh, store, stores it both in the server, both in the little token that they give you. And they are both initialized at with the counter set at zero. Then you try to log in your, in your banking system. Uh, you press the button and uh, your token combines the counter, which is one because it has been incremented with the built-in secret uh, that it's stored also on the bank side uh, to produce a numeric code. You enter that code along with your credential into the bank, uh, the banking login system, and the bank, uh, bank the bank server redoes the, that exact computation. Uh, it takes the counter, which now it will be one, uh, and the secret tries to re it tries to redo the same computation, and if it gets the same code as the one you generated, then that's a valid code and it uh, 
goes to the conclusion, conclusion that you actually own that token. And you can log in. Uh, now, you might say, hey, I can not uh, enter the code fast enough and maybe I have to press uh, three or four times uh, or maybe the button on the token is pressed by mistake and then the counter goes out of sync because the server thinks to be at uh, the counter with value one while uh, your token is actually has been pressed uh, actually maybe eight times so they are out of sync and that's why the server actually doesn't check only the next value on in the counter but it checks the next 80 or something like that values uh, in the pressing the button to check that even if they are out of sync you can still uh, log in uh, even if you make uh, 20 uh, unwanted presses on the on the token uh, and then when a new valid code is entered uh, the, the counter on the server it reset and kept in sync again with the one of, on the token you own um, one attack <laughs> there's one attack uh, on this uh, type of token uh, that works exactly uh, exploiting the fact that the server and the client are not in sync and the server actually has a window of uh, anticipating and reading the next 80 codes and they are still valid so if someone uh, takes your credential and then has uh, temporary access to your uh, token they can press the button even 10 times and write down the code that has been generated uh, so imagine that your your server thinks to be at counter one your token is at counter one an attacker presses the button 10 times and writes down the code generated for for the counter value 2, 3, 4, 5, up to 11 um, up to 10, sorry and, and then the 11 uh, then the, the counter has the value 11 inside your token while the server still thinks to be at counter 1 so uh, the attacker goes away and leaves your uh, token where it was. You didn't don't notice anything, anything bad. And then the attacker takes that credential, takes that codes that have been generated, uh, for example, for counter value two, and that code is valid because the server thinks, "Hey, I'm at counter number one." And the code I received is from counter number two, so it's valid. And then the attacker puts counter number three, the code generated by the counter number three, and that's valid too, <laughs> up to the 11 one. Uh, <laughs> so unless you log in with your token in before the attacker, the attacker can successfully enter a, a lot of valid codes.
my exploiting that out of sync nature of this uh, type of token and generation. So there has been uh, a new way of generating the one-time passwords, uh, which is still offline. It still doesn't need any phone number. And it's a bit more robust uh, about this. Um, and it's called uh, TOTP. It stands for time-based one-time password. Instead of using a counter to combine it with the secret key to generate uh, a one-time password, they used the milliseconds from Epoch, the Unix time, the number of milliseconds, or seconds maybe, the number of seconds, uh, yeah, I think it's correct to say seconds here, uh, they used the number of seconds from epochs from 1st January 1970, rounded up to uh, steps of 30 seconds each as a value to combine with the secret key that is shared from both from the server and the client to produce the numeric code, the one-time password, the actual one-time password. So we don't have the problem of being out of sync anymore because as long as the as long as the the client uh, device has cor a correct timestamp, a current date and time, it will generate the same one-time password as the server by only knowing the current time and the secret key, which is shared between the two. Uh, in this way, you can no longer press a button and create uh, 10 or 20 valid codes to be used later because the generated code is strictly tied to the current timestamp. Uh, so unless you know the secret that is combined with the code, uh, it's combined with the timestamp to generate the code. Unless you know that secret, you cannot forge new codes. Uh, while before, you could just press the button and write down the valid codes and use them in the correct order. Uh, <laughs> and you can log in in the bank account of someone. <laughs> which is was quite bad. Um, how to use time-based one-time password today? You can uh, use an authenticator app. There are many, Duo Mobile, Google Authenticator, and similar, but I highly suggest you Aegis for Android. Uh, it's called uh, A-E-G-I-S. It's uh, on F-Droid, it's completely free and open source, and it works. Uh, as I said, the calculation it does, it, it's simply straightforward. It just takes the current timestamp, it rounded it, and it combines it with the secret key uh, to produce a hash digest, and that's used to 
to create uh, a numeric as a, a short numeric uh, code to enter um, another alternative is to use uh, a, a password manager like keepsxc which is a qt based password manager for desktop computer windows and linux alike um, it actually is used only to store passwords, static passwords. But if you right-click on on a, on an entry, you can access the set TOTP menu, where the KeyPassXC can store the secret key and generate the uh, time-based passcode for you. Uh, and that's it. You can use that to log in, copy and paste it into uh, the clipboard and paste it into the login form. Um, another advantage of um, this TOTP one-time passwords compared to the HOTP uh, token-based ones that were available in the past is that you can easily replicate if you have access to the security you can you can easily uh, make a backup of that and replicate it on many devices for instance i have uh saved the secret key to generate the um, the one-time password in keypassxc and then i made i copied that in the android app um and they both work and give the same result because they don't they are not uh, dependent on a counter that could go out of sync between the devices they are only dependent on the secret key which is static and the same and the current timestamp with which is available for both devices both the computer both the the android phone uh, so it, it really works to have a backup of the uh, two-factor authentication method just in case you don't get yourself locked out of, of important accounts. Um, another, maybe in the future I could try to talk about WebAuthn and uh, security key-based uh, authentication. But uh, that's it for today and I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something. Let me know if you have some new details or if I made some mistake uh, during the podcast. Bye and see you next time. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.